anyone even going to listen to this? Well, we're not for everybody. guys, this is Olivia Searcy. And Andrew Ferrara. And we're still not for everybody. Still. Still. I thought we'd get a podcast and everyone would like us. We do already have 200 followers in less than a week, so that's awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you everybody. You're sweet. You're great. Hopefully you actually listen to it, because if not, you're dead to us. And we know you did not listen to it, because we see the numbers, bitch. Big brother. Which are high, right? They're really high. They're high. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're so... I don't know what he's talking about. As far as ratings goes, these are Trump ratings, you know? Oh, Don't even say his name. Oh. You know, I I told my mom about it when I was stoned the other day, and I kind of regret telling her about it. She's like, oh, where can I listen to it at? And I gave her all the information... And now I'm like, oh, God, I talk about, like, the first time I had sex, like, my first hand job, and, like, no, I just don't know if I want her knowing all that, but... Well, we've made it, and now it's time for them to understand what they created. It's really their own fault. I think as a comic, everyone knows, like, that day's gonna come when, like, your parents realize how psychotic and disgusting you are, which I think (laughs) that sums up most comics. (laughs) I know that for a fact that my grandma watched a set of mine. Didn't she love I, it? Where I talked about someone eating my butt. And she loved it, And right? she loved yeah. it. I don't know if she was referring to that particular part. Maybe she, she just didn't know what it meant. She, she did say <laughs> that. What's a butthole? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying your grandma's An stupid. An Oreo. <laughs> I love those. Well, yeah, we talked about our first. So uh, we've been maybe down on our second episode. We can talk about... Our first real tour that we did mm-hmm. last year as the Super Friends 64 tour. Many of you saw it, maybe. You, you caught it in one of the many cities we were in. And do you want us to talk about why it was called Super Friends 64? Uh, yeah, so uh, my brother Tommy, he uh, is an entrepreneur of sorts, and uh, he submitted... Unbeknownst to us, a um, comedy panel about video game analytics to the Orlando Comic Con uh, that stated <laughs> that, that stand up comedians Olivia Seriously and Andrew Ferrara would be there to help debate nostalgic video games versus today's modern games. And we don't know shit about video games. But of course, we still said yes, because uh, it's a credit. It was submitted and accepted, and we really couldn't say no at that point. Mm-hmm. We we knew about it when it got accepted. So. Oh, yeah, he didn't even tell us. He just like no. put our names on it, not thinking we'd get accepted. And my extent of video game knowledge is Pokemon and Clay Fighter. I love Clay Fighter. Um, did you ever play Clay Fighter? I did not, know. It was a stop-motion claymation fighting game. I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Um, I played I played Zelda a really long time ago. So, uh, same with Super Mario 64. Um, so I was like, you know, a little familiar with some of the old games. And I, I know that, that's why we ended up being the nostalgic yes. side. Yeah, games. we only played those Because we haven't played games in like 15 years. And we're like, oh shit. So we had a whole year to like do our research. And we really slacked at it. We did buy a Nintendo 64. Yes, and a bunch of N64 cheap, games. Yeah. Yeah, we have this whole entire little station set up in Olivia's house. In my dining room. Yeah. In the <laughs> I have a video room. game nook in my dining room. Yes. It makes sense. Video game nook. It, honestly, everyone should have one because it is pretty cool. But it's literally, you've been sitting there. We don't ever use it at all. I, I did. I brought over a TV for it that I won in a dance competition in college. Brag. Uh, <laughs> we decided... If we're going to be doing this, we might as well do a full tour based around it and mm-hmm. use the, the and use Nintendo kind of as a theme for the tour. So we named our tour the Super Friends 64 Tour mm-hmm. and made little stickers, which were super popular. Everybody wanted our yep. stickers. We ran out of stickers. We ran yeah, out of stickers. Awesome. Cape a lookout in your city for a vinyl sticker posted somewhere, maybe in a bar. 
that says Super Friends 64 Tour in the Super Mario 64 font. Mm-hmm. You might spot it in one of the following cities. Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> No, I'm not going to list them all. In front of ozone, <laughs> on a pole, in Pensacola. Above the urinal, at Chizuka. Yeah, a lot of bathrooms. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the tour. Mobile, Alabama. At the West End Watering Hole. Yeah. And that was run by Compton Smith. Yes, and it was right outside of the University of Southern Alabama. Mm-hmm. So, my demographic, right? No. Not... <laughs> Not my people, apparently. Uh, Clearly it was mine, though. (laughs) Remember, as soon as we got there, we didn't even walk inside yet. And this guy was, like, waving at us. He's like, hey, he's like, come on, y'all, get up here. Come on in. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, we thought he was, like, a friend of a friend. Because Compton was outside, too. We thought he was a friend with Compton's. But as it turns out, no, Compton doesn't know him at all. He just met him and apparently was trying to calm him down earlier. <laughs> and he, like, literally just could would not take his hands off me. Yep. And kept hugging me. I'm like, can you please get the fuck off of kept me? Kept putting his arm Eventually around had to you, yell like, at him. you've yeah. known each other for years. I, yeah, it's like literally within the first minute of me getting here. I was like, well, this is how our tour is starting out. Yep, Great. really nice. Olivia gets molested. On top of everything, when we get inside, um... There's a decent amount of people, but no one's sitting in the chairs. They're all just back by the bar, hiding. waiting and hiding because the bar accidentally double booked our comedy show with a beer pong tournament. With a bunch of frat boys, yeah. So all the University of Southern Alabama frat boys were there waiting just for our comedy show to end. They were there. Our audience was just there for us to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so... So, uh, that and then was, we that had hecklers fun. in that one, right? I remember mine, uh, was the same guy that was touching me when I first walked in. I don't remember what he was saying. I think he was like trying to, you know, one of those hecklers that tries to help make the show go better. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> and then what happened when you were up there? Something uh, Yeah, when I was on stage telling that exact butthole story from <laughs> earlier, <laughs> um, so one of the frat boys walked right up to the stage. Looks me in the eye and just goes, gross, and walks outside and smokes a cigarette. I was like, you know what? Doing that sounds way gayer than what I said. I was talking about the guy eating my butthole, but you, sir, walking up and staging on gross is way gayer. Totally gay. Way gayer. So that was Mobile. <laughs> yep, Mobile. You know, Mobile hasn't always been very kind to me at all. One time at the Blind Mule, remember there was no air conditioning? No one laughed at anything. No one laughed at anything. They're all just trying not to pass out. (laughs) They're focusing on that. And then this one, like, redneck who was giving me a scowl the whole night, totally silent there the whole show. But he comes up just like, hey, man, I just had to let you know. I couldn't laugh because my girlfriend was right there, but, like, in my head, man, I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> like, so you couldn't laugh because you thought that might make you gay to your girlfriend? <laughs> like, dude, just just eat a pussy real good later. Sometimes Alabama would be that way. You know? Where did we go next on this tour? We went to Fort Walton Beach. Fort Walton Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. But every time Andrew says Fort Walton Beach, I can't do it. I practice. Let's see if I can do it now. Fort Walton Beach. No, I can't do it. Fort Walton Beach. <laughs> For some reason, that was just hilarious the entire time during the tour. It's still kind of a little funny now. It didn't matter wherever we went. We could be going to Gainesville. And I Fort Walton Beach. Oh, I can't do it. Damn it. Oh, I, I love Fort Walton Beach and Lighten Studios. I really liked... Uh, Enlightened Studios. Really good room. And it's a recording studio. Uh-huh. And every time we do a show there, they record our set for us. And that's yeah, our, really that's nice. part of our payment, essentially. However, speaking of getting paid, <laughs> there was some guy. I just want to say his name's Stewie for some reason. Stewie, I don't know. it sounds right. Right? It just some, like, beach dude that's just kind of like, ha, ha, yeah. Yeah, and but he was, like, a bigger beach dude. Like, he was definitely, like, a beach dude who got Kind of like Hugo a little bit, maybe, from Lost. I'm rewatching Lost right now. That's why. Less Hugo. That. Hugo's bigger. Half Hugo. Ooh, a half Hugo, yeah. Okay. Stewie's a half Hugo. <laughs> what the fuck have we done? <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> Frankenstein <laughs> name have we come up with? <laughs> All right, so we'll just say his name's Stewie. He was running the door. And... Yeah, was he? 
Okay, he forgot to collect money. He just kept watching, coming in and watching the show. He wasn't collecting money at all. There were all these people. We were like, dang, it was great. Yeah, it was like a gallery night there. So many people were coming in for free, which is fine. I just love performing. But you know what? When you're driving a lot, it kind of, it's just kind of nice to have some gas money. And and you pay for your work in general. We were expecting good bit, especially seeing the crowd coming. We're like, Dang, all these people paid five bucks. We're going to make... <laughs> and I remember being off to the Some side. on the, like, the side of the stage in the front. I remember just seeing him being like, oh, man. Like, I saw the moment he realized that was not charging people. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. Oh. Just like that. <laughs> oh. And then he runs off and gets a tip jar. But it doesn't look like a chip jar because it's like a Jaws sculpture that has, like, the Jaws mouth coming up and it's open. <laughs> Like the shark mouth, and you put the money inside. It's like, a, but you can't, you couldn't tell. It just, it just looked like a sculpture. It's like, let me place this jaw and sculpture I remember, in front of the stage. I remember being so pissed off at him. Me too, because it was a great it show. Was great. Yeah, it was great. You know, even though the host, I guess, you know, wasn't oh, there because yeah. he had gotten a DUI. And all right, Fort Walton Beach. <laughs> Fort Walton Beach. You gotta do it. I can't do it. Fort Walton Beach. All right, good. That's how you end it. <laughs> Where'd we go next? Uh, Tallahassee. That's right. I love birds. We always go to birds. Always a packed can. room. Yeah, they got shows Wednesdays, Sundays, and occasionally on Fridays. Oh, it's so good. Great hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Peavy and Sarah Lamb. And the, it's always a fun show. I love birds. I love their food. Mm-hmm. But, um,. Yeah, I just love birds. If you're a comedian and you haven't been to birds in Tallahassee, you need to go. It's a, such a fun spot. It's really cool looking, too. Good place to take a video, you know? Um, yeah. A video? Yeah. You, you won't be disappointed. Um, but while we were there, we stopped by some of our favorite comedians, mm-hmm. you know, like Tech Johnson. Tech. And we met um, a new fan at Tech's house. Oh, yeah, uh, Bert, which is the biggest dildo I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah, it was very intimidating. I don't know who could even use that. But she she keeps saying that it was called Big Dick Bert, and I thought it was just Big Bertha. I didn't say Big Dick Bert. I just said, I just said Bert. Just Bert? And if I had that written down from that day, that means it has to be right. Not that you, we can't. you might have just forgot the H-A in Bertha. I don't know. We're going to have to add... We're going to call Tech or Shelby In the this. comments, please put what you think. Do you think that this penis, well, this dildo that was giant was named Big Dip Bert? No. No. <laughs> is it called Bert? Yes. Or is it called Big, Big Bertha? Bertha. <laughs> That's so... <laughs> <laughs> it's Big Bertha. Good job on us both harmonizing. Yeah, I like that. I like Maybe that. it is that. Bertha. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Our next stop on the Super Friends 64 tour was Gainesville, Florida at a world of beer. Mm, yes. Yeah. I was so worried about this show, but it ended up being a really good show yeah, for I was us. worried too, yeah. Um, Just because I, I know how the world of beer is here. Yeah. And I'm like, I would never want to perform, like, stand up at the world of beer here. Watch us, like, years from now be performing there. <laughs> yeah, it's like the biggest comedy <laughs> Wow, Olivia was such up. a bitch in that podcast a few years ago. Let's not put her on any show. I know. <laughs> I gotta be careful. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, it ended up being a pretty good show, and I remember when we first got there, what was the show Okay, so we meet one of the guys helping run the show, and he's letting us know some of the guidelines, and the first thing he says is like, well, I guess someone didn't get the memo that they needed to wear pants. And we, we started laughing, because I always wear shorts, I just always do. And the flip-flops. And, and the flip-flops, and we thought he was joking, because we're Florida, and he looks at us like, uh, I'm not joking. This is a professional show. <laughs> We're looking at this tiny fucking rinky dink like stage in a world of beer that's way too narrow. Anyway, I was like, okay, and like the most like seasoned person on their show is someone who's been doing it for six months, other than us. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. I'm not angry. Just all I want to say is that you don't. Um, you guys don't know why some people don't wear pants. There are many reasons. Some people get rashes when they wear pants on their legs. Some people um, 
are so fat or ill-shaped that there is not a pair of pants that will ever fit their body oh, shape. Oh, when we were at uh, the sports academy, yeah, I find your pants all. It's very <laughs> difficult. But now I did find some green pants and some tan pants, and I've been wearing pants. Good for you. At shows ever since. But it all depends. Like guys, they didn't make pants that fit me before. Just defending myself. Hey, it's hard for me to find pants, too, because I got a belly and a flat <laughs> ass and just short legs. It's just, yeah. it's just not fair. It's tough. It's tough. And then the same guy started telling us that there's only a few guidelines, and it's just that you can't say the F word, the C word, or the N word. So first, and- I wanted to clarify F words, like, so I can't say fuck. And he's like, no, no, no. Faggot. <laughs> like... Oh, okay. So he was really, like, he was really okay with saying faggot right off the bat. Um, C word, we all knew. There was no question there. They said N word, but Olivia couldn't hear. I have terrible hearing, so I was just like, what was the last one? And then he just kept Kept saying it very quietly, and then I just kept being over and over again. I'm like, what? What was it? And that is how I got an old white man to call me the N word in a world of beer. Accidentally. (laughs) It was just like she professional really show. This professional show. <laughs> I think one of the funniest text messages I ever got was when you sent me a picture of the person that was headlining that next show with, and he was not wearing a shirt. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? What about the pants thing? Yeah, professional <laughs> show. Yeah, I'm wearing shirts. At least I'm clothed. Your next headliner has no fucking shirt It does on. not make sense. I don't know if he had pants on either. I was so angry. I was so angry. However, I would still totally do that room again. Oh, yeah, me too. It was a great yeah. room. I loved it. Uh, the people were at... And we got, appetizers. we got so many appetizers for free. Yeah. A whole table full of appetizers. Yeah. That is like our dream. <laughs> it was, speaking of food, all the stuff that we brought in the car with us, we had uh, <laughs> Uncrustables. Yes. And what else was the um, other thing? And all these different packs of different flavors of tuna. Basically, we were prepared. We told ourselves... We're going to eat well. We're not going to even go out to eat anywhere. We're just going to eat Uncrustables and tuna because we're going to be healthy. <laughs> and then we did not eat half the tuna. Well, some of the tuna was good. We, it, we had some of the tuna. I think like good. day one, you know, we're like, oh, look, we're eating the tuna in the hotel room. Yeah, we're like, watching some TV. Look what we did. We ate the tuna. We're doing great. And then... We still ended up I'd, having dinner and then that I'd night. I'd get drunk and eat all the fucking like Uncrustables <laughs> when we got back to the hotel room. And then I left a box of Uncrustables. And not we definitely ate out a lot. Yeah, we ate Ooh. so much out and about. But our intentions were there tuna and Uncrustables. If you actually have um, any sort of restraint, unlike Olivia and I, tuna and Uncrustables are great mm-hmm. on tour. They're good. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll end up just spending even more money. And it was like, you might as well have saved money by not getting the tuna packs in the first place. That's mm-hmm. how I felt, you know. But it ended up coming in handy, my leftover tuna packs in quarantine. Oh, good. I ended up eating those in quarantine. So they were good for some. Were they sitting in your car for all that time? Yeah. You're fucking gross. <laughs> well, you, but it's, it's a, it's a vacuum sealed pack. Well, I meant vacuum sealed. It was vacuum well, sealed you're alive. I'm sure it's fine. I'm fine. I'm good. As far as also eating on tour, a really good uh, suggestion other than tuna and, um, Aggressibles is making sure you get hotels to have free breakfast mm-hmm. because I don't know about you, milk is very expensive. And I love milk so much. And I I love the fact that I can wake up in the morning and just take all of the milk boxes. He does. He literally is like carrying a bundle of little milk cartons. In his arms so to the table. Good. I and love one it. of them. It's one of them was rotten. <laughs> Do you remember you left the note? Oh my god! Like, yes, I left a mean note. So I grabbed all of the milk cartons and started drinking them all. And then one of them was spoiled, 
And I was like, oh, my, I was, I was furious. I wrote a little note on a napkin and left it by the milk and it said, the milk was spoiled, even though I had like four that weren't. But still, the fact that there was ever a spoiled one put out is unacceptable because it ruined the rest of the milk I just yeah. had. Ugh, worst smell ever. <laughs> Wait. Spoiled milk or just me... No, I'm not talking about you this time. Oh. I'm talking about. Oh! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Olivia always thinks that like I farted. I know. Like, What's that smell? And I was like, maybe it's just me, Olivia. Maybe I just smell like a fart, Olivia. I know. I don't. I didn't realize how often I was saying it. I'm literally always all like, the time. I'm like, did you like, fart? Did you fart? Did you fart? I'm sorry. I was I'm always... It's okay, though. So, I knew Andrew snored really loud. Like, it literally sounds like he's choking in his sleep and he's about to die. I and probably I, have seen I always that worry about him. Yeah, you need to get... I keep telling him he needs to get checked out. I'm not trying to be mean. Uh, I, I, probably, I probably have it, too. How I, expensive yeah. is a sleep test, though? Yours just expensive. We'll figure something out. But... So, I knew he snored, but I didn't realize... That some paranormal activity was actually going on as well. I remember I couldn't sleep one night because he was snoring and I had rolled over. Yeah, I forgot my earplugs and I rolled over and he's just sitting up straight in his bed, completely asleep and snoring and like doing this choking thing. She took videos of me snoring and videos of me sleeping up. Oh, you're so worried about me. Oh, you're so worried that I might die in my sleep that you're just going to take videos of me and joke about it and post it uh, I online. Oh, I should have used Flash. She said she didn't send it to anyone. She's like, no, I just took a video. I just wanted you to hear it. She sent it to two people. Two people. And when I caught her, I was just like, you sent it to people? She's like, no, I sent it to the one person. But I had proof that she sent it to two people. So not only did she lie once about saying it to... She said she sent it to no one. She sent it to two people and lied about the number. How many was it, Olivia? I think it really was just those two. Just those I forgot, two, I forgot think? all about that. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know what? It was so funny. Guess who else snores real loud? Not as loud as you. Olivia. I actually love that video you took of me. It's kind of cute. It's not cute. Yes, it is. It's not. Your snores are loud, and it keeps people up as well. So I wanted to make sure that everyone knew. Oh, it keeps you up? Obviously, I was kept <laughs> up, and I a video of your snores. No, oh. I was just so tired from the night before because I couldn't sleep from your snoring that I just passed out right away. And that's why you were still up. No, man. It wasn't because of my... Mm, no, man. I just fell asleep earlier. That's I right. remember distinctly you snoring so loud. That the housekeepers came. Oh, shut up. And we're like, we're getting noise complaints. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, this bitch is asleep and there's nothing I can do. Every time we got to a new city, someone would be like, oh, how's the tour going? And we'd try to explain to them how weird it is to go from hotel to hotel because they were very similar, but we kept forgetting what room number oh, it yeah. was. Oh, yeah. God, that was really funny with my head. And it was messing with our heads and we kept trying to explain that to people and everyone's like, Oh, okay, cool. Sounds all right. Yeah. But it was the only thing I could think of when people would ask, like, oh, so how's the tour? Just like, man, I just can get real confused, man. <laughs> like, all these, <laughs> these room numbers. It's like, oh, well, I hope things get better. I don't know. And I, I kept trying to tell people that story when we were back home, too. Like, it was interesting. And I'm trying to tell it now. Like, it's interesting. Oh, gosh. But Jacksonville. Your favorite city. Yep. I had a great time. I was going to go off and say that real quick. I didn't understand Jacksonville at all. And Jacksonville didn't understand me. I started out with a, a Mother Nature is trans joke and global warming. I thought it was clever. And as it turns out, it ended up being, a, I guess, mostly a lesbian bar. I think it was a, a legit lesbian brewery. I don't know. Somebody in Jacksonville can correct us. Because we headlined, and I went on right before Andrew, and they loved me. Like, I had a great time. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> I get it. I, so I would have been the same way. I was so disappointed. But it's okay. It's okay, because it has to be. <laughs> yeah. At this point. But after Jacksonville, the Comic-Con. We prepared so much for this. We did. You know, I mean, maybe 
earlier in the podcast might contradict what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Well, I feel like we prepared. Yeah, so I was super nervous and like pretty much trying to hide a panic attack the entire time. But uh, the room was pretty cool. It was a really cool setup. And there were yeah. some people listening. There's at least like 20 to 30 people in that room listening to us. Yeah, I was getting some laughs. I was happy about that. I uh, <clears throat> was finally on a roll. And then Steven Ferrara. My brother. Who was who on the other side of the Who is my friend and I love him. But he literally completely shut me down the one time I had something I to say. I would not let her talk. And I was so just, I was like, well... I'm just, I'm done. She's the one thing she's done. <laughs> That's uh, all I had. I had a good time until they asked me about um, the greatest Pokemon game of all time, which I said is Pokemon Gold and Silver. And this, like, Native American dude, either he was Native American or he was, like, a really distasteful cosplay. I'm not sure what it <laughs> no. was. Oh, God. But he stands up, like... Angry that I would at all say that that game was the best Pokemon game instead of this one game that has like you can capture every single Pokemon ever in it. It was like I want to point out to him that you could never actually catch them all. He kept saying, "It was like, well, in this game you can catch them all." I was like, "Actually, no, you can't because there are certain ones that you literally would have to go." to GameStop and download the Pokemon for you to have it in your Pokedex. So guess what, bitch? You can't catch them all. It's impossible because you didn't catch it. Someone gave it to you. And I just want that Native American man to know that Pokemon's part of my blood, my heart, my soul, and Pokemon Gold and Silver is definitely the best Pokemon game. And he... Walked out. He walked right out. Oh, he did? I forgot about yeah. that. Also, that was my very first time at a Comic-Con. So I was like, okay. I did not realize how serious these people were. And I got a fan out of it. Oh, yeah. A fan. Yes. Yeah. As soon as it was over. Stalker. I looked at my phone. I got a text message. It was like, hey, saw you at the conference. You're a cutie. But I didn't know what the guy looked like because he had, like, a cartoon version of himself as his yeah. profile picture. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know who it was. Like, which guy was it? There's only, like, 20 people there. Like, He didn't have great choices based on the people that I know, were in our I know. Crowd. It was just in the moment I got excited <laughs> that some serial killer... Liked me. Yeah. He's probably a great guy. I don't know why I said serial killer. I don't know. I think someone who finds you on Facebook and texts you immediately right after you've been on stage. I don't know. That freaks me out. Yeah. That wouldn't happen to me. You know? Because I'm not hot like you, baby. Oh, stop it. Mm. You're cutie also. That's true. I did have sex with that Italian man once, remember? After the show. A back porch. What? He was like this gothic looking dude. No, I don't remember. I went home with him. I don't think you ever told me about that actually. And then also that time in Tallahassee too where I made you and Carol. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew wanted to hook up with a guy in our hotel room. So Carol and I, another comic Pensacola, we had to go on a walk. <laughs> and I went, coincidentally there was a sex store right across the street from our hotel. So we Perfect. just went there. in the And it's like sprinkling. And freezing outside, and we're just trying to kill time, and we're just walking around in the sex store for so long, like, just looking at stuff, and they kept asking us if we needed help, because we just looked like we were about to steal something, so I was like, oh, I better buy something, so I literally bought the world's tiniest bottle of lube (laughs) that I didn't even use for, like, a whole year. I think a year later, I was like, oh, well, yeah, I got this. Let's use this for anal. But, um... (laughs) But... Yeah, I just feel like I had to buy something, so I bought a tiny little bottle of lube. So I guess I do I do get lucky every once in a while yeah. from comedy. And it's so it's I guess it's not that weird that some guy messaged you immediately. Well anyway. <laughs> <laughs> in Orlando. Oh yeah. We spent so much money. And not like at Comic Con. We spent it at 
a, a Dave and Buster's. It was this gigantic arcade called Main Event. It was awesome. But yeah, we spent like a hundred dollars each, and yeah. we both didn't have that much money. Like we'd already spent so much money, and like I remember, like yeah, I had to transfer money after that because I just spent all of it. And our only prizes were a Golden Girls game, which is amazing. Yes, you're trying totally to, worth it. You're trying to get all the different sizes of cheesecake, and then like this little thing that uh, that changes your voice from an alien voice to a robot mm. voice. That's it. Alien just and those robot. two, and it doesn't even do it that well. I thought and, it was pretty impressive. That's all right. And then it's so the finger lights, the fingertip yeah, lights. Yeah, little, little things you put on your fingertips that light up, LED lights, to do like a fingertip rave. Mm-hmm. All right, so later that night, mm-hmm. after the Comic-Con, we had a show that night as well. We're still just absolutely exhausted. And it was at Bull and Bush, and it's this yes. tiny little bar, but it was completely packed. And Jen Snyder was there on tour. I met Jen whenever I first started doing comedy, and she's super awesome. We started around the same time. She's hilarious. Um, you probably know her if you're listening to this, to be honest. But, um, yeah, that show was awesome. And, like, I had friends there. My friend Karen, who was my friend in college. And my she friend Suzanne. Suzanne. And then your brother was there, too. Like, yeah. you had so many people that we knew there. And then there's this guy that was, uh, he's a radio host, I think. Yeah. Um... And we didn't. We had no idea who he was. He was sitting he, front yeah, row with his family, and it was his birthday. And he's like a big deal in Orlando. Apparently, I wish I could remember his name. But he told the host that was one of the <laughs> best. He told the host that was one of the best comedy shows he's ever seen, and he wants to see all those same people back there again. Yeah, so yeah. it felt really awesome. Yeah. We had people coming up asking for our posters and our stickers, mm-hmm. asking for our Instagrams. Mm-hmm. We got to see friends that we hadn't seen in years. We met some of the best people ever. Honestly, literally, Jen Snyder, if you've never seen Jen Snyder, you have to see her comedy. Keegan Ray, see his comedy. He has this bit about butt dust. You got yes, to stand so out, good. baby. <laughs> uh, like, and uh, Ryan Easterbrook's literally is pun master. Yes. He just kept doing these puns, and I was cracking the hell up. I, that makes me laugh so much. One of the best shows by far of that tour. So much fun. Yeah, that was my really, favorite. That was my that favorite was show. so much fun. So yeah, after our show, we went out to have like a drink or two with uh, my friend Karen and her friends while Andrew was playing mm-hmm. Gay Matchmaker. I'm doing a hell of a job! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wanted to keep hanging out, and... We were like, no, we're tired. You we're know. so tired. We need to go back to our room. We really were freaking tired. And we ended up having a rave in the dark with our, like, <laughs> light up fingertips. Like, for an hour, just like, go, just like, yeah, we're so tired. Like, we realized, like, Dancing oh, my God. Dancing to, like, very quiet music on my phone because it doesn't get that loud. Yeah, we didn't want to wake people up at the hotel. Oh, yeah. We're tired, guys. Sorry, gotta go have our fingertip rave. It's the only way we get to get to sleep at night. And then played the Golden Girls game before we went to bed. Oh, it was so sweet. It was sweet. It was so nice. Next day, we're uh, headed to St. Petersburg. We're tired as hell because we did the daily double of the Orlando Comic Con followed by Bowen Bush. On the way... We end up doing some weird things when we're driving. Like, we have these characters that we play... Like, uh, we have, we're, we're a British rock band yes. called, wait, we're the Lazy Left Eyes. Yes, the Lazy <laughs> Left Eyes. We one day realized that both of us have slightly lazy left eyes. So we decided that we Mine's worse than yours, though. I don't know. You're just, you're literally closing your eye right now on purpose. <laughs> All I know is we are the greatest punk band to ever grace grace the world <laughs> we are graced so we will drive around for hours talking like that or changing between the that left and the and the bow brothers oh yeah oh, the, the and that, that's when we learned that it is impossible for us at least and I've been testing other people too. It's impossible to do a Cajun accent if you're not already Cajun. What like, about the bow? You know you still can't do it. <laughs> That's like okay. We, me and Olivia, we really we can't do impressions, no, we but cannot. we tried so hard. We spent a full day, and honestly, at this point, we've probably spent at least a full year over time trying to master Bill Clinton. Uh-huh. Uh. I'm, let me go first. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I didn't practice it all today. It's been a year or two since I've tried practicing this. Mm-hmm. And that's a lie. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I'm so bad at impressions. When we were doing it, 
I, she got I, it I got it once. So good. It's perfect once, but I've never been able to recreate that. But here, I'm gonna try it again. Ah, hold on. Oh God, that was it. No. Ah, uh, did not have sex relations with that woman. No, I just sound like I'm dying. <laughs> it's close though. I'd be like, mine is. Ah, did not have sexual relations. With that woman. Why do you do this? Wait, let me try again. Is that the only way it works for you? Do you do it quietly? I, I did not have sex. I did not have sexual relations. No. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's all with the ah. Uh, you gotta get it right there. Ah. Uh, I'm not as sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> and then we just started getting really silly about it, and just like just just exaggerating it, being like, "I did not have sexual relations with that woman." I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> We're idiots. Um, and I'm not even going to try to do the Cajun accent for y'all because I just can't. I literally cannot fucking do it. But I will say, I, I wish you could have been here to see it. When Kirby was my boyfriend, he was drunk here one night. I made him hold up a box of red beans and rice, and I told him to do a Cajun accent, and he nailed it. I'm like, what? How? Because he's... Because it's Kirby. Uh, it's Kirby. He's got that redneckery in him. Well, wait. I guess Creole people aren't redneck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but oh <laughs> so after what an hour and a half of doing bad impressions we make it to St. Pete and yeah St. Pete's a nice place and yeah we ended up doing the uh, flying boat the open mic there with a uh, hosted by Matt Carter yes and I like St. Pete. St. Pete was really clean, probably literally because it's been washed away so many times. Yeah. So that's a hurricane. That's South Florida for you. Ugh. And yeah, a lot of nice restaurants, and everyone seemed really friendly. Earlier in the podcast, we talked about how we are terrified of family members seeing our shows. Well, my godparents recently had just moved to St. Pete. I hadn't seen them in ten years. And that was my brother's wedding for one day. And before that, it had probably been another 10 years. So their real picture of Andrew in their mind was like this 12-year-old boy. And the next time they see him, he's like talking about fucking dudes and his butthole. And I mean, that's not all I talk about, but I did talk about those if things. If it makes you feel better... <laughs> I think I did at least, like, three pube jokes in a row that night, so... So, yeah. That's that first impression of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, my guy was like, oh, Andrew turned out well, and he's got real good support system around him. <laughs> people just like him. <laughs> just just uh, disgusting. At least he found his people. Oh, gosh. So, uh, that was basically St. Pete. Yeah. You weren't there long at all, and in and out. Yeah. But the time was dear was. that I spent with you, St. Pete. You were gorgeous, and I want to be in you again. I know. It's so pretty. I can't wait to go back. Next, we went to New Orleans. New Orleans! And we love going to New Orleans. So much. Because it's only three hours away from Pensacola, so mm-hmm. we go there pretty often. And there's a lot of comedy there as well. And there's this one intersection in New Orleans that we always go to. And at each corner, there's a different venue. And, like... Three or four of them are comedy venues. So there's the Always Lounge, the Howling Wolf Den, and then there's Cats Karaoke, and then the Hi-Ho Lounge has comedy also. And then attached to the Hi-Ho Lounge is Fry and Pie, which is so awesome. Fry and Pie is in a dream. I literally think I met it in a dream beforehand. It is a place that serves deep dish French fry pies. It's just... Oh, French fries with gourmet ingredients and cheese and deliciousness. I got off the beaten path. Mm. It had beets, roasted beets, goat cheese. It was, oh, decadent. Balsamic reduction. That's probably the sexiest tasting thing I ever had. I think my favorite one was the Pig Lebowski. It had pork, barbecue sauce, oh. cheddar cheese, onions, and... 
some other good stuff. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I love their so clever good. names. Yeah, so Pig good. Yeah, we go there. We go there every single time. Ugh. Sometimes twice in a day. We did that one. Yep. So good. It's that good. <laughs> but it's great. They always change out all their flavors and have new, like, special things. They rotate weekly off their menu. And it's every time delicious. And it's right across the street from our favorite venue, basically, going, which we went to for this tour. The Always Lounge and Cabaret. Absolutely love it. It's the cutest stage. I know. It's so cute. It's red, you know. It's a good job. Ooh. It's got that nice curtain, a beautiful sign. And then they have those fake clouds uh, hanging from the ceiling, which uh, looks awesome. So we were super excited because we were looking at the event calendar that they have posted there. And for our night, it had our comedy show. Um, the uh, uh, local uproar, mm-hmm. which is done by Benjamin Hoffman and Paul Oswell, who I love yeah, them they are so both much. Awesome. They are handsome gentlemen, a cutie little Jewy boy, and a and a minx of a Brit. Agreed. <laughs> They're great people, uh, and that night, the calendar also said. Trans Boxing League. And I was like, oh my gosh. We're going to see like some sort of drag queen boxing event in the back room. We're, we're like, oh, this is great. Yeah, like I'm the most ignorant gay guy because like trans boxing for some reason. I was like, oh, it's drag queens boxing. I, I told it everybody. I was like, we're going to see drag queens boxing. I know. Tonight. I started texting him. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so awesome. I can't wait. Turns out we get to the back room. We're like, hey, we're here for the boxing. And it's like, Oh, yeah, the dance party? Like, what? It was like, yeah, it's a charity dance for Trans Boxing League in New Orleans. Which is awesome. I just wanted to see some boxing really badly. I know. I thought we were going to see boxing. However, we did consider going in that. But then we noticed right after that in the room next door, there was a drag debate getting ready to start. Yeah. And... That was awesome. It was some of like the craziest drag queens I've ever seen. But I mean, that's what I expect from New Orleans, I guess. And then one of the ones I remember was this one drag queen walked out with like this fake meat meat grinder that she made. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. And then her outfit was not that good either. Anyways, remember <laughs> yeah. how like she looks like <laughs> a space alien who couldn't dress herself oh. or something like that. We said that. I we did say it. Whatever. Maybe they just did it on purpose just to look terrible. I'm going to go with that. Maybe. But um, I just remember that, like, they, she brought this fake meat grinder out as her prop and then pretended to put her hand down in it, but actually had hamburger meat. Yeah. And then, like, grabbed the hamburger meat, and it looked raw also. Ugh. And then just pretend, and then didn't pretend to start eating it. Started eating it and then throwing it around, and it was all over the stage. And I just remember everyone else that went up had to, like... Step all over or lay all over <laughs> the fucking raw meat on the stage. Oh, her hamburger. Disgusting. Disgusting. Ah, that was a thing of nightmares for sure. You know what? I just realized maybe her outfit was not so great because she spent all her money on the fake yeah. meat grinder. <laughs> anyway, I am such a catty queen today. The next drag queen that came out was one who just... Talked about tacos the entire time throughout the debate. It was like, I think everyone should have tacos. You should have tacos. We should have tacos. And it was it was beautiful. I agreed with her. And then she came out to do her bit. And she was dancing and eating tacos sexually and handing out tacos. I was up. We were up there pretty close. And she did not hand me a taco, which got me kind of upset. Because <laughs> I was kind of craving a taco. But then she started rubbing tacos on her. Tucko, if you know what I mean. Tucko, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, and that got, whew, too spicy for me. And speaking of ones that had foods as props, um, there was one drag queen that was running super late, and I remember they kept making fun of her for that. So she came out, and her only prop, and I think she had this as a prop, literally because she was running late and forgot her other real props, just had a giant tub of mayonnaise. <laughs> And then it was just taking a spoon and taking bites of mayonnaise and walking around. And that was her whole act. <laughs> was, I loved it. It was, it was great. So it was nasty. I understand her. <laughs> uh, and another one, I think actually those were all like weird and scary to me. 
But the scariest one of all of them, I think, was this one lady who was dressed as Selma Blair from Cruel Intentions. And that was her whole character. The whole, she just was that. But her song that she lip synced to was just like this kind of, wasn't like almost creepy yodely stuff. And then all of a sudden lightning would crash and she'd start having this like, just blood curdling scream and just Selma Blair from Cruel Intentions screaming while lightning's crashing is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. I think we end up screaming. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. It was terrifying. Oh man. It's scarier than the meat grinder, honestly. But the debate the I think the sad thing about the debate was we never found out who won. Because when they were handing out who, or when they were handing out the ballots to vote, they went to us and they're like, "Oh, did you pay to get in?" And we're like, "Oh, well, we performed earlier. We've just been here." And they're like, they didn't "Oh, care, yeah. well, you can't vote." <laughs> so we, we left. We had, we had been inside the whole time. We didn't know. Yeah, well. I mean, I was like, "All right, well, I bet I could predict who wins anyway." So, either way, our show was awesome. The drag debate was a lot of fun. The next day, we're just trying to find somewhere to eat real quick and then, you know, head back home. And then this guy that we know, uh, who used to Pensacola, he, like, messaged us and wanted to hang. And we're like, no, we're trying to leave soon. Like, we don't have time to. And then as soon as we parked, you know, downtown, guess who we see? That same guy. And he's like, oh, hey, I guess you haven't left yet. We're pretty sure he tracked me on Grindr yeah, to find I, us. I, I, that has to be it. Yeah. It was too weird of a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So anyways, this guy, he acts like he's been, like, living in New Orleans for years. But he's actually only been there for, like, you know, two months at that time or something. And he's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, let's go to this restaurant. And, like, no, the restaurant he took us to was fucking terrible. I don't, uh, think, I don't think he had even been there before. Nope. He thought it was. If he was getting lost and he was like, there's a restaurant. Let's just go in here. Yeah, and on our way back to, like, walking back to our car... We see this uh, vampire store. It's like this tiny little thing that says vampire vampire shop or something. And he's like just that. he's just very casual, like, oh yeah, you want to go to the vampire store? Like, yeah, like you've been there before. Like, yeah, right. You're like, oh, I go to the vampire shop all the time. You've never been to a vampire shop. And then while me and Andrew are looking at stuff in the back of the store, we can hear him talking to like the one lady working there, and he's like, oh, he's like, so how long have you been a vampire? And she's like, I'm not a vampire. <laughs> so sorry to assume your gender lifestyle. What? I'm just like, uh, I'm just like uh, squeezing your arm, <laughs> trying not to crack up. While uh, this is happening, I am doing one of those Zoltar tells you the future things, and I spent five dollars on it. It popped out a ticket that was supposed to have my fortune on it, and it just said like end of ticket reel. <laughs> oh like, yeah. <laughs> Am I going to die today? Is this the end of the road, Zoltar? So this vampire shop, he gave us another top-notch New Orleans hot spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm glad we stopped there, though. It was interesting. It was interesting, but you know how it feels about him. Anyway, that was supposed to be the last stop of our tour, but we just kind of kept getting bookings out of town, and it felt like the tour just kind of continued further past what we had planned. Mm-hmm. So we actually ended up getting a lot uh, more bookings in Alabama, you know, of all places. And we remember, we started out in Alabama. Did not work out well for me. Gross. Uh, we went to Montgomery, went to Barahuka, which, which is, is a great little spot. When you first walk in, it's like, oh, this is small. Like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Where's the stage going to be? Yeah, we were so But worried. there's a basement that is huge, huge. and it's beautifully decorated. It's yeah. awesome. It's all like, it's everything's black, but then these bright, beautiful neon lights and globes all hanging from the ceiling. It's just, it's such a cool atmosphere. They have a tiny little bar down there. Yeah. They have like a DJ booth set up and everything. And like yeah, and then there's these big barn doors that lead to outside. Andrew Falls, as soon as we get down there, because it's so dark. It was so dark, <laughs> and they had all these little low coffee tables everywhere for some reason. I don't know why you need all these coffee tables at all, but I, of course, trip right over it. First impression. At least it wasn't crowded yet. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't think anyone was going to, like, show up to it. But then last minute, it was completely yeah. packed. And that it was, was such great. a great show. Love that show. And we got paid well for it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, we went to Birmingham, Alabama. And it, funny thing, if you know us well, you know in Pensacola that we perform often at the Back Porch Bar and Grill, 
which is also a swingers bar in the basement of a Days Inn. Uh-huh. Totally normal place for comedy to happen in the world. Mm-hmm. Which we learned is very true. And I work there. It's uh, it's interesting. That's we, part of the uh, time, though. Yeah, so we got a we got a gig in Birmingham, and we arrive and is Bar Fifty One. Right? Lauren, yeah, Bar Fifty One. I think it was called. And which is at a Days Inn, also. Which. <laughs> Yeah, Days Inn was like, oh, wow, this is funny. We're at another Days Inn to comedy. exclusively performing in Days Inn bars for the rest of our life. But then uh, to top it all off, we get in silence really packed. Like, what's going on? And everyone's also real handsy and touchy-feely with everybody. It's all older people for the most part. Turns out we are at a swingers bar at a Days Inn. And it happens to be one of, like, I don't know how swinger hierarchy works, but it was must have been one of the big dog, you know, main swingers' yeah. birthdays. So that's why it was so packed. They didn't give a shit about us. They didn't yeah. want us to be there, by the way. But there no. was a giant table in the front that was there specifically for us, which yeah, is awesome. That was really and cool. They're great. But um, there, yeah, there was a lot of talking, I think. A lot of talking. Um, <laughs> a lot of homophobes. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, people. In, I had some gay cowboy stuff, and there was <laughs> some stuff about some gay cowboys. And one table started pointing at this one guy who was in a cowboy. I was just like, him right here. Here he is. Get him. It's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'll ask for that one up. But, yeah, that was... Uh, that was an eye opener that we're yeah. not the only swingers days in. Basically, bar. if you ever go to a bar that's attached to a days in, just go ahead and assume that they have a swingers night there. It must and be a because, comedy night. Yeah, it must be because like, oh yeah, it must be because of the hotels. I don't know. Yeah, I guess days in have no respect for themselves. <laughs> that they just allow stand-up comedy and swingers to just take over. Like, fuck, we're a day's in. Fine, like, just do it. Just uh, fucking do yeah, it. Come on. Then the very next day, we went to Huntsville, Alabama for a competition clash mm-hmm. of the comedians. And it was the same night as the Super Bowl. Yep, we did not think about that. Neither did the club. Uh, Shenanigans, amazing comedy theater. Mm-hmm. So cool. So it's they renovated this old like church that was originally a movie theater. All this weird stuff, but they've now made it into this huge theater. Absolutely, yeah, adorable little indie theater. It's so awesome. cool. Uh, Kim Kimberly Wilson runs it, and it's it's great. I absolutely adore it. But uh, when we went, we didn't realize that uh, it was Super Bowl Sunday. So we it was only the comedians and like what maybe six other people in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Six or seven. Yep. Six to eight. I don't For know. this big comedy competition. And we we're like, fuck. We were so upset we drove so long. Yeah. But I won. I was Olivia won the competition. Yeah, one of the other comedians that was there, his mom was there and she even voted for me. So yeah. That was awesome. Um oh yeah, we did another show in Huntsville. Yeah, Maggie Myers. Mm-hmm. Irish pub. That one was good, too. Yeah. We, yeah, we made some money off that show, too. We did. Yeah. And next, we went to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tuscaloosa. I, I love that word, because it just sounds like... Just imagine this. It's a little elephant who's, like, he's young, and his tusks are just a little loose, you know? And they're trying to grow in, but they're just a little loose. Oh, I'm going to think of that baby elephant all day. And then we were there. We performed at the uh, Black Warrior Brewing Company with all these awesome Atlanta comics. Yeah. Fantastic. And we hung out with them afterwards the at our humping. local bar. Yeah. So much fun. Tuscaloosa, downtown Tuscaloosa is a really, really cool area that you can just go explore sometime. And then right after that, we went to Cocoa Beach. I'm in love with the Cocoa. You and I both haven't seen the Atlantic Ocean since we were kids. That's the first thing we wanted mm-hmm. to do. It was important. So we went there, and it was beautiful, everything we dreamed of, I guess. And then... <laughs> it was the, it was an ocean. When we were there, there was these people dragging all these Christmas trees into a giant hole. And then setting them on fire. Hundreds of people, hundreds of Christmas trees set on fire. Well, the people weren't set on fire. But <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas trees definitely were. I don't know. They might have thrown a person in there. It was really culty looking. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if they were burning people, it would have been culty for sure. Yeah, I but think it was. I think it smelled good. Not the burning people, because there weren't any. <laughs> None. None. Burning trees. Just that yes. pine smell. 
Either way, we got the fuck out of there because it was a little weird. Cool. It was cool, but weird. And well, we had to go to our show anyways. <laughs> Luckily, I think we got yeah. out of there at a good time. So at Bug Nutty Brewing Company. Yeah, that was a nice little venue. We went to a lot of breweries. Uh, and then Ross McCoy got us that show. And then that was cool. And then when we first got there, wasn't there like a memorial service that had just happened there? As we walked in, oh and my so gosh, people, you're yeah, right. Yeah, there's so many people. I was like, we were so huh. worried. We walked I'm like, in. There's a lot of people here. This is cool. And I'm like, they're all kind of dre- they're dressed up like for church or something. I couldn't tell. And then I looked over on the stage, and they have like a memorial set up with a guy's picture. I'm like, oh my god, like, wasn't it like a for a? It was like a football player that died. Something. So it wasn't anyone they were close to. It was just people that were really into sports. No. I think there was family. Oh, okay. Yes, this person may have been a famous football player. Maybe it was someone's papa. Maybe it was neither of those. And maybe the only thing we business. know for... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And maybe is none of our business. It is none of our business. But um, yeah, that was a... A lot of those people stayed to watch the show, so that yeah. was cool. And then what else did we do? We went to the Dinosaur Museum. Oh, yeah. Which was very expensive. Also, very expensive. they had a room full of games, like arcade stuff. That did not yeah, work. Yeah, half of them did not work. I wish we had paid the extra money to go upstairs to the rest of the museum oh. rather than the extra and money to go to the game zone that didn't work. And they had a room that we was kind of hidden. I'm surprised we found it. That had a bunch of snakes and like had an alligator. Yeah. And oh, it was they, a reptile they, room. And uh, oh god, it was so sad. There was, it, it was such small cages too. So fuck y'all. I didn't do realize that. that I could see emotion on a reptile's face until we went into yeah, that bathroom. Yeah, all that, that one big snake. It looked they dead. Looked miserable. It looked fucking oh dead. Oh my god. Yeah. I think that I still think that snake was dead. It was just this big giant snake was not moving. Eyes looked glazed eyes over. Were all just like. Mm-hmm. I think they left I out. I like how we both know that one detail is eyes were yeah. glazed over. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it's a dead snake right there. No kidding. <laughs> mm, yeah, you got them glazy eyes. It was so uh, sad. It was so sad inside that reptilian pod. I was like... That, we stayed in there for a long time. We did. Because uh, it was like going to the Holocaust Museum. Like, oh like, you don't... Like, it's so sad, but you spent a lot of time inside of it. Because you feel like you need to know the history. That's how this reptile spot. Felt. And I feel like when we were at Cocoa Beach, like we were just really like, I feel like we were bitching at each other a lot when we were driving. Because we yes. kept getting lost. All right. One <laughs> we thing were... about Olivia. One thing about Olivia <laughs> is that A, Olivia always thinks we're going to run out of gas. Always. I'll just wait. And <laughs> which, which eventually did happen. But... <laughs> So we're on our way to Macon, Georgia, which is the next stop on the tour. And on the way there, uh-huh. um, we're driving pretty late, thinking we can drive overnight. And we are in southern Georgia, and apparently southern Georgia just doesn't want to have any gas stations. None. And even when I had a half a tank, I'm like, hey, you know what? I better play it careful. And go look for a gas station. <laughs> and then... We two, found three abandoned three ones. Three abandoned ones. And ones that were just fine, but had like a bunch of just like trucks around them. Yeah, the creepy and lot like, with trucks that like... And all the pumps were turned off. I don't yeah. know. It was... And that black car kept like... Circling around us. us. <laughs> we were like, we need to get out of Something's here. Something's going on there. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get back There's to There's some the sort of operation in Macon, yeah. Georgia. Whew. Sex trafficking, I'm think that's what I'm thinking. Something's being trafficked. But um, yeah, so there's that gas station, <laughs> and then all the other gas stations, none of them had gas. And then I'm just starting to freak out. Andrew's kind of c- trying to calm me down. I'm asking him to hand me my inhaler. And then you know, <laughs> this whole time in Southern Georgia, we're just like, I don't know how we got to like all these back roads. There's no lights. There's nothing at around all. us at all. Luckily, no I did see what Church Street. It just said that at one point, and you're an angel, <laughs> and I fucking like okay. remembered that. So then Andrew kept saying, "No, it's gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine." And I was like, "No, no, it's happening. Oh my god, it's happening!" Like my water broke or something. No, we ran out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> and then our 
from Wiley was with us because he was doing the show Makeup yes, with us. Yes, he got us that show. I freaking love Wiley. He calls himself Chill. The Mayor of Altmore. And mm-hmm. Chill Bro Baggins. Mm-hmm. I didn't know and, that. Why did I know that? Oh, but, um, oh. Yeah, and then he, as soon as we let him gas, he just runs off and like, speaking of gas, sorry, he just runs off into the woods and takes a shit. And like at this point, I'm already rationing off toilet papers. I'm like... We don't know how long we're going to be here. <laughs> and then, like, I'm like, you cannot be get lost in the woods. <laughs> don't take too long. So well, then I'm freaking out, and then Andrew. And I am just calmly, calmly quietly, just, like, trying to look on my phone, because I luckily still have battery, and I'm looking through my phone to try and find someone to call, and there is no gas station around at all. But there is one cab service that was still open that actually said they would go get us gas and bring it to us. Like, it was no problem. And it's weird. Like, they acted like that happens all the time. What's happening, Southern Georgia? There's yeah. There's a conspiracy with that. Seriously, figure something out with these gas stations. They're being closed down early for some nefarious reasons. The cab service runs this town. Ooh. Oh my gosh, they're like the gas lords of exactly. making Georgia. I that sounds so. like a TV yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> maybe Wiley's the gas lord. <laughs> so he, he wasn't worried at all. Uh, he was like, no, I'm shitting these woods a bunch. No worry about it. <laughs> I don't know exactly where to go. But they we're waiting for the cab service to get here, and Olivia's getting still more scared and freaked out. And we see a car come by and do a U-turn and start coming to us. And she knows this cab service is coming, yet she's still like, still thinking someone's about him. to come kill us. <laughs> and then once they pull up behind us, I'm like, Andrew, get out of the car. He's like, why can't you get out of the car? I'm like, you got the dick in the beard. I'm like, go greet them. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to bring up that Wiley also has a dick in a beard. Well, you were right next to me. And he was off shitting in the woods. We're close. <laughs> <laughs> but I get out and this big... Okay, so first of all, I'm getting out of the car and I see a big shadowy figure. I'm like, damn, this is a big burly man. So I'm now actually scared. Maybe it isn't the cab service. And then I get up to her... Yes, I said her. Because uh, it's a very <laughs> large woman. Beautiful, heroic woman. Heroic. The, really the star of this tour. Because without her, we would be dead in Macon, Georgia Absolutely. on the side of the road. Um, large Marge, as we chanted her name. Literally was the real life equivalent of Large Marge. And yeah, we did chant her name in a good way. In a the, good way. And she brought us oh. gas. So I'm like holding the funnel and Andrew's like trying to pour it and it's like, it's a little heavy. So we're like, what? and then, then, then Large Marge, uh, that's just her name forever now. She's like, why don't you get the other guy to help y'all? We're like, Wiley, get out here. So Wiley and Andrew are lifting the gas and they're just pouring it all over it's my going hands. everywhere. It's just going everywhere, all my hands. And Large Marge told Andrew like, oh, I think you got some uh, gasoline on your pants. But I was actually just wearing these iridescent rainbow unicorn pants. <laughs> and she shined her flashlight on his pants and didn't say anything. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love her. And I'm so happy that she was able to save us. And we were able to make it to the Society Garden. Oh. Uh, after having slept way past our checkout time at the hotel. Yeah. Because there was a time change and everything that we didn't even know about. So we, by the time we got to our hotel room, it was like 6 a.m. Yeah, Large Marge got to us at like 5. Yeah. So we got there about probably 5.30. And so we go to sleep, and housekeeping keeps coming to our door, like, to get us to check out. I have earplugs in. I had no idea any of this was happening. And me and Wiley have been awake for a little bit, but we were like, no, no. So whenever the housekeepers came to the door, we just pretended to be asleep. They even came into the room. I didn't pretend. I was absolutely out of it. Yeah, me and Wiley were like, let's just pretend to be asleep. They can't make us check out if we're just dead asleep. And so we stayed like four hours past checkout. We were there until like one or two o'clock. I remember waking up and being like, oh my God. And you're like, we gotta go now. I'm like, no, I'm showering. Such a nice sweet time. Like, we've already been here long enough. Fuck it. I'm gonna take a fucking shower. Uh, but eventually, yes, we got to the Society Garden. 
which was an awesome venue with an mm-hmm. awesome show run by Patrick Cunningham. It's all outside seating, outside stage. There's this giant wooden sculpture of this, like... So cool. Like, yeah. tree man. A chainsaw sculpture, yeah. There's, like... It's all AstroTurf. It feels like you're inside of a whimsical putt-putt golf place. I can see that, yeah. You know? And there were kids and puppies all over the place. Yes. <laughs> which was weirdly Love the comforting. puppies. The kids or the puppies? The puppies, I don't know about the kids. Yeah, yeah I, I did, it felt a little weird about talking about, like, masturbating while there's, like, a child, like, swinging from, like, monkey bars. Or but Patrick was just like, that. Patrick was just like, you know, we'll just... <laughs> We'll just tell them we're gonna hey, say we're not bad for everybody, words. So <laughs> exactly. They don't have to stay. Exactly. I mean, if you want your kids to learn some strange things from us, mm-hmm. keep them around. But that was our last stop. Yeah, yeah, that was making Georgia. It was a wonderful show. Had a great time, and that was the Super Friend sixty four tour. And it was, it was just a beautiful time. It was awesome. And I, I'll never trade it. For it was anything. hard work getting up and moving. And it I was a lot that. of hard work. I did not but realize it was how totally worth it. Yeah, hitting shows every single day and then every weekend and just going all over the place. Like we may have spent too much money and made less money than we spent, but we need to stick to the uh, Uncrustables and tuna. <laughs> yeah, giant next time. time. Uh, however, when we came back. We our first show back, everyone was just like, guys, you're so confident, you're like glowing even. Like and here is the secret of a successful tour and successful growth as a comedian. Before or or after every show, do a face mask and go to a mall in the city that you are performing in and get you one of them mall massages. Mm-hmm. Get, get nasty. Hey, he think it's weird? I used to think they're weird. I'm like, why would someone do that? Out in the open, everyone can see them? No, it's amazing. It's do it. fantastic. It gets you loose, and then that face mask just brightens up the room. It tightens up your skin. Oh. Massage loosens up your back. And also... It all evens out. Oh, you can get a butt mask, too. We've done those together. I did one with you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why we did it, though, because we didn't have any lovers that night who would be touching our butts. (laughs) Damn, does it make that butt smooth. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, guys. (laughs) We've been not for everybody once again. And we were not for everybody on that tour, but... We had a damn good time, yes, we and did. we made a lot of people all over the Southeast laugh, Amen. which was the most important part, even if we weren't for everybody. So, guys, I hope you tune in next time for We're Not For Everybody with Andrew Ferrara and Olivia Searcy. Bye, y'all!